Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. This week's big idea is to understand the importance and value to you of preserving and nurturing your self-confidence. This is a crucial element to your ability to enjoy your life regardless of what's happening. This show is built on a foundation of SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Your self-awareness together with your passion will give you success. And I've said it a few times, but my favorite definition of success, I first heard from Earl Nightingale, and then I've recently learned that it was crafted, if you like, by Napoleon Hill in his wonderful book, Think and Grow Rich. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. This definition of success is the best definition that I have found so far in my life, but I'm always looking. Success is the progressive realization of your worthy ideal. It's not the achievement of it, it's the progressive realization of it. Since 1993, when I left my successful legal career, to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have, I have spent 27 years inspiring, provoking, educating, teaching people about the value of passion in workshops, in conference speeches, in executive coaching. These ideas work and passion is such a wonderful resource that's available. It's the reason why I left the law, so that I could share this important idea with audiences all around the world. I've helped people also with the books that I've written, Passionate People Produce, published by Hay House, and then Passionate Performance. And I've got two more books on the way. I'll give you details of where you can buy those books a little later. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle, the unexamined life is not worth living. I continue to examine my life. I urge you to continue examining your life. It's all about your self-awareness. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket, red the colour of passion. Every time you see red, I want you to think about, gosh, that's Charles talking about passion, so that that reminds you to feel about and think about your passion. Each week, I explore one big idea that can make a big change in your life or can really enhance your life or remind you of what big ideas you might consider exploring. I also share with you some practical resources that will help you in implementing the big idea and and the other ideas from earlier shows. So if you're if this is the first time you've listened to the show or watched the show on YouTube, please go back and look at the earlier episodes. They are meant to be timeless so that the ideas build up a library of ideas for you. So this is episode number 26. So there's already 26 big ideas. How time flies. 
This show is not meant to be politically correct. I try to avoid political correctness as best I can. It is about addiction because I'm addicted to coffee, so I'll have my sip of coffee. I love coffee. Gosh, what a wonderful, wonderful gift to humanity, whoever made up coffee. This show also subscribes to the view that we have a spiritual life. I'm deeply, deeply in awe of our human spirit. We are much more than just our bodies and our minds. We have a soul, a spirit, a heart. And that's where my definition of passion comes from. I'm one of the world's experts on this topic, probably one of the experts. Passion is a source of unlimited energy from your soul, your spirit, your heart. It's much more than your thoughts and your mind. Well, the week has passed again here in Victoria, part of Australia, in the land of martial law. There's been a tiny little easing, but the pressure is mounting on Daniel Andrews, the Premier. In the meantime, our lives go on. My life goes on. I am having a wonderful time avoiding traffic. I'm having a wonderful time being able to exercise. But there are vast numbers of people in Australia, but particularly Victoria, who are being imposed upon to a large, large degree. And I again predict confidently, but sadly, that the deaths of despair that will arise from this martial law lockdown for a virus where 99 plus percent of people who get this virus, have zero or mild symptoms, we have decimated so many lives, not we, the government. However, over the course of this last week, we have had the last week of the Tour de France, the world's greatest bike race, one of the world's great sporting events, and it has been an extraordinary demonstration of standards, of commitment, of enduring pain, of the desire to win, of the desire to compete, of the desire to express from these cyclists, from these world-class cyclists, what they're capable of doing. I find it inspiring to watch such events. I'm in awe of their ability to put themselves through pain. It's one of the steps in my journey of my willingness to put myself through pain. Now, one of the things that I am putting myself through pain about is shifting my office. So Julie and I are shifting home and our offices to new premises. So as you know, shifting is not fun, but it's an opportunity to throw out what needs to be thrown out. There is a question, of course, um, am I a hoarder with what I collect? But with my 20-year legal career, 27 years as a passion, as Australasia's passion provocateur, I have collected vast amounts of magnificent material, books and magazines, articles that are constantly provoking me with new ways to look at this world that we live in. So I have difficulty throwing stuff out because I know the stuff is useful. I don't hoard crap, but I do collect useful material. My daughter says I, I collect too much of this stuff, but we will see. This is going to make a whole new way of living for Julie and I, being in one physical place with two officers. So that'll be, that'll be interesting 
how that develops, although I find it a great joy to be with my darling wife, so I'm very confident it will work well. Now, to today's big idea, but before we do, I urge you to look at our two websites, covest.com, details of corporate programs and public programs, and charlescovest.com, where you can find details of the Self-Awareness and Passion Quest, a group coaching opportunity that will take you on this self-awareness journey. Please subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder to get a regular dose, if you like, of ideas that will help you, will provoke you, will give you some insights into relevant issues to life in the 21st century. So, today's big idea. Secrets and insights to self-confidence. How confident are you, generally? How confident are you in your ability to do what you want to do? How confident are you that you can achieve your goals? I consider, with the many people I've worked with over the years, many people don't write their goals out because they're not confident that they can achieve them. So they've got these deeply held goals, but they're not confident. What do you do when your children, teenage children, even younger, don't have confidence? Children in their 20s when they don't have self-confidence. What can you do about that? This idea of having self-confidence enables you, when you have self-confidence, you're willing to have a go. You're willing to embrace challenges. You know, here's the Tour de France. That's why it's relevant to this conversation about the self-confidence to, to do difficult things. Where does this confidence come from? It comes from belief in yourself. It comes from this belief that I can do this. Now, here's the problem with this belief. I can do this. We are, as human beings, acutely conscious about all the things that we can't do. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely clear, and it's not a belief issue, I'm absolutely clear that I cannot run 100 metres in 10 seconds. I'm absolutely clear that the time has passed for me to be able to do a bike ride like the Tour de France, although I did go to France for two weeks of riding in the Alps, which was a wonderful experience. I am very clear about the beliefs of the vast range, the beliefs that I have about the vast range of things that I can't do. But I have beliefs there are certain things that I can do. And the problem is that what I can't do is far, far greater than what I can do. And what I believe I can't do is far, far greater than what I believe I can do. And so, because of this awareness, it's far too easy to beat ourselves up because we can't do something, and then we start telling ourselves, I'm hopeless, I'm useless, I'll never be able to do that. And the more that we say that, we are then implanting directions, instructions into our subconscious mind that says, you can't do that, you're not good enough. When other people tell us 
You're not good enough. You made a mistake. You failed. Charles, you are hopeless. It's very easy to internalize that criticism. And then the younger you become, it becomes even more impactful. And when we learn something with emotion, we never forget those lessons. When you learn something with emotion, we never, you never forget. And so, so young people have these traumatic experiences and in the media, right around the world. Young people and the criticism in social media, it's so easy to internalize this external criticism. And then, of course, how on earth could you possibly have self-confidence? How on earth could you possibly feel in yourself, I can do this? That's why we lose it. But, of course, a two-year-old child, three-year-old child who's learning to play a game has entire self-confidence, desperate, like, like amazing amounts of confidence. And so, it, it, you know, in, in, a, in a somewhat playful way, it reminds me of why I say in my workshops and why I say to you that, that wonderful line from the New Testament in the Bible, the kingdom of God belongs to little children. I say to people, be like a little child. You know, embrace life's challenges, no matter how old you are, as if you were a three-year-old. Just imagine that. Have a go. Gosh, I made a mistake. I'll have another go. So it is easy to see how we can lose our self-confidence. We're born with it and then we lose it, many of us. And then we don't have confidence and then we stop doing anything difficult because we're worried about it. So how do we rebuild it? How do we help others who come to us who, or that we see, you might have high self-confidence, but others don't. What can you do about that? I have seven steps for you. And these seven steps work. They work for you. They work for others, for children, for teenagers, for young adults, for people in their 70s. First step. Write out a list of all of your achievements in your life to date. And many times you will need some assistance with this, and that's why the self-awareness and passion quest is one of the ways that you can get assistance, but you can get it from friends, you can get it from relatives, people who know you well. Even my nine-year-old daughter, Isabella, has got a series of achievements, and if she writes that out, that makes her recognize what she's achieved, because I have often fallen into the trap, and I have seen other people fall into the trap, that they say, well, I've, I can do that, but anyone can do that. That's not true. Each one of us has got this amazing list of achievements. Second step, write out your gratitude list. And when I say write, I don't mean type. I really urge you to put these lists into a permanent diary, a book that you write by hand. So list number two is a list of things in your life for which you are grateful. And I have never found a person who has not got an extensive list of things that they can be grateful for. Step number three, prepare a list of what you have learnt. This is different to your achievements, different to your gratitude list. 
What have you learnt? And I, when I've, I've done this list in the past in my own life, it's an extraordinary list of what I've learnt, of all of the things, but water polo, learning to play water polo, learning how to run teams, learning how to chair meetings, learning all of the elements of my law degree. Gosh, it's a long list. You will have a similarly long list. The fourth step is to write out your description of who you are, your self-identity. And I urge you to make this positive of deeply expressing, you don't have to share this with anybody, deeply expressing to yourself in writing who you are. I don't want to give you directions on precisely how to do it. If you send me an email to charles at covest.com, I'm happy to give you some guidance. But this identity of yours is a crucial element to crafting how you can make yourself feel by focusing on this identity of yours. The fifth step. On a daily basis, repeat your identity description to yourself. You can do it morning, noon, and night. You can take this piece of paper and read to yourself aloud who you actually are. The sixth step is guard your thoughts. Because, as I said earlier, there's a vast amount of things you don't know how to do and a tiny amount comparatively that you do know what to do. You must guard your thoughts and not say to yourself, I'm an idiot, I'm useless, I'm stupid. Stop saying that from this moment on. Guard your thoughts. When you tend towards that, you take your thoughts and you put them on your identity. You put them on your gratitude list. You put them on your list of what you've learned. You put them on your achievements. Guarding your thoughts is a crucial element to rebuilding self-confidence and being reminded of all of the wonderful achievements, the wonderful accomplishments you as a human being have already achieved. Step number seven is to remind yourself that life is a game. Stop taking this experience of life as one of almost 8 billion people that this is desperately, desperately serious. I don't think it is. I think that's part of the secret. I think, in fact, I know the way to live this life is to dance through life. And when shit happens, you embrace the shit because shit makes wonderful manure for growing. And it leads to my quote for the day, which I'll which I'll share with you now because it's very relevant, is by one of my favourite spiritual authors, Anthony DeMello. And he said this, Pleasant experiences make life delightful. Painful experiences lead to growth. Pleasant experiences make life delightful. Painful experiences lead to growth. So when shit happens... Your joyful thinking process is, wow, I'm growing. And from my earlier episodes, you know if you're not growing and learning, you are dying. 
So that's, this ties into the willingness to make mistakes, to fail. No, this is just a game. You wake up in the morning and you play the game. And as you choose to play the game, your self-confidence begins to rebuild. The people that you're helping to build their self-confidence, it rebuilds. The song of the week. I bet you'll never guess what it is. Come on, what song do you think it would be if we're talking about self-confidence? Yes, you're right. It's Sound of Music time from the 60s, but it's a great song. I have confidence. And the these words really strike home. Whoever wrote these lyrics knew what they were talking about in terms of the human condition. Strength doesn't lie in numbers. Strength doesn't lie in wealth. Strength lies in nights of peaceful slumbers. When you wake up, wake up. It's healthy. All I trust, I leave my heart to. All I trust becomes my own. I have confidence in confidence alone. I have confidence in confidence alone, repeated. Besides which you see, I have confidence in me. Please listen to that song again. And if if you like that song, listen to it. You can listen to this daily because it's a it's a it's a heartwarming, heart releasing. You see, the point about your heart, your soul, that's where the source of your courage lies. So when you tap into it through singing, you are unleashing spiritual forces. Leads me to my spiritual tip for you. It's now whilst I'm gonna I'm going to recommend a book to you in a moment. The spiritual tip is to get hold of Wayne Dyer's book. Wayne Dyer, a wonderful educator on spiritual matters. And the title of the book is, There's a Spiritual Solution for Every Problem. And that also applies to self-confidence. Get hold of that book and start to look at a, at a spiritual level that, gosh, I wonder if there is a spiritual solution to every problem. I wonder if there's a spiritual solution to cash flow problems. I wonder if there's a spiritual solution to health problems. My answer is, yes, there is. My health tip for you this week is, again, a book. And I'm sort of, well, I'm giving you suggestions on books, so that's okay. Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Body, and I'm spending a lot of time with people who say they haven't got time to do exercise, they haven't got time to look after their bodies. I say nonsense. And Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Body, articulates how in four hours a month, that's one hour a week, you can do particular exercises that will get your body into better shape. You can eat particular ways to get your body so that it is healthier. And one of the keys to self-confidence is to have a healthy, functioning, high-energy body. Now, I had some laughs and I was laughing as well. I thought I'd share with you a few more metaphors and analogies from school, school boys and girls uh, using them in their essays. I, these made me laugh, I must say. The revelation that his marriage of 30 years had disintegrated because of his wife's infidelity came as a rude shock, like a surcharge at a formerly surcharge-free ATM. <laughs> the hailstones leaped from the pavement, just like maggots when you fry them in hot grease. <laughs> they lived in a typical suburban neighbourhood with picket fences that resembled Nancy Kerrigan's teeth. And lastly, 
Long separated by cruel fate, the star-crossed lovers raced across the grassy field toward each other like two freight trains, one having left Cleveland at 6.36pm, travelling at 55 miles per hour, the other from Topeka at 4.19pm at a speed of 35 miles per hour. Ah, gosh, the imagination of people. We're amazing, aren't we? So, there we have it. Think about today's big idea as to the power, the value, the importance of confidence, of your self-confidence. And look around your friends, your family who need who need your help to rebuild their confidence, to help them rebuild their confidence. Share this episode with people who you think would benefit from it. I'll, I'll get a bit more self-confidence by having a bit more caffeine with my coffee. I hope this program provokes you, inspires you to live an amazing life. I invite you to go back and look at our websites, covest.com and charlescovest.com. Subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. If you have any questions, send me an email at charles at covest.com. My books are available, Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance. Reading these books supports your journey to living the life that you want to live. And now time to leave you, and as usual, I wish you a challenging, growing, learning, fun-filled, passion-filled week that at the end of, uh, no, that during this week, on a moment-by-moment basis, you experience and embrace this amazing gift that we have for a tiny amount of the existence of this planet, of this thing called that we call life. This is a gift. This is a game. I invite you to play the game in a way that gives you joy, that makes sense to you, so that your life has meaning. Have a great week. I look forward to being with you next week. Bye.